Asking if the United States is a Christian nation is a tricky question to answer, isn't it? One person might say, no, the United States was designed to be religiously neutral. Freedom is built in. Someone else might point out the faith of the founding fathers as the foundation of our country. Another might answer the question, trying to gauge the percentage of Christians in our country. My guess is that most people think of that when they hear a question like that. And then they'll say that we used to be more Christian in previous generations. What would you say to a related thought? If I were to say to you, Jesus is important to most people in our country, would you agree with that? At first blush, you might think that the importance of Jesus might only apply to those who who know him as the Savior, but isn't it true that Jesus is important to a whole lot of people that don't love him as their Savior? I mean, he's so important that that people have made this intentional effort to keep him out of their Christmas, Christmas celebrations once again this year. He's so important that some people don't want uh, any reminders of him out in public you know, crosses and uh, commandments and things like that. They want those things out of the public eye. Jesus is important enough that many schools and workplaces and clubs are fine with you being a Christian as long as you don't flaunt your faith. You may not be able to have a cross or a Bible lying around. Whether they love him or they hate him, Jesus is important to many people. The words of Matthew's gospel are typically read when Epiphany is celebrated. As we look at the, the recording of this historical event of the wise men visiting Jesus, we'll find that there were from the beginning people who loved him and people who hated him, and he was important to them all. Epiphany reveals the importance of Jesus. Jesus may have been as much as two years old when these events took place. Mary and Joseph were taking care of their infant or maybe their toddler uh, in a house in Bethlehem just a few miles outside of Jerusalem. Herod ruled this land as a vicious and paranoid king who actually killed his own family members when he thought that they threatened his rule. When it's that all of Jerusalem was disturbed with Herod when he was upset by the news of a Jewish king being born, it's not hard to imagine that. In addition to the the fear that he spread with his rule, Herod had fear in his heart too. You can sense that fear when you recognize how important Jesus was to him. The wise men from a distant land asked about the birth of a Jewish king. On the basis of that one inquiry, Herod's head starts spinning. He doesn't know Jesus at this point, but he recognizes the importance when wise men from an eastern land come asking about one who is born king over the people that he ruled over. So Herod brought together all the Jewish uh, religious about this newborn king. And sure enough, they knew 
they quoted the Old Testament um, words of God, which pinpointed the tiny city uh, where that Christ child, that king of the Jews, would be born, and that was the nearby village of Bethlehem. So armed with that information, Herod calls another meeting, this one with the wise men who had just arrived in town. His scheming, his deceitfulness are enough to make the average person sick, don't you think? When the wise men told him just when that star had appeared, Herod instructed them, go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report to me so that I may also go and worship him. When we realize that later Herod sent soldiers to kill all the the baby boys or or the ones two and under in and around Bethlehem, uh, we are disgusted. We're disgusted by his deceit, his cruelty. Jesus was important to Herod for the same reason Jesus is important to those today who do not love him as their Savior and who deny that he is the world's Savior. Jesus is threatening Herod was worried only about himself. He wanted to rule. He had to control everything in order to feel secure. And this Jesus, even as a baby, threatened all of that in his mind. So getting rid of this king was vitally important for him. Those who reject Jesus today are really no different. They want to rule over their own lives. They want control over what they do and what they don't do. If they want to invent their own moral values, well, who is Jesus to say anything different? Avoiding worship in order to live for, for what they want seems awfully similar to Herod, lying about worshiping Jesus while serving his own interests and his own desires. So it's true. People who make themselves their own God still find Jesus important. He's so important, in fact, that keeping him out of their lives and and getting rid of reminders of him makes them feel better. There's often fear that they're going to lose what they have, that they're going to lose the way of life that they had built for themselves. And like Herod, they're afraid of what they don't know and don't understand about the king of salvation, the one who is sent as the savior for the Jews, the savior for, for the travelers who came, the savior for all people, even Herod. Jesus was also important to the wise men, those learned men, maybe astrology was among the things that they were learned about, the ones that came from this land that was east of Judah, the one born to be king was important to them because they knew him to be the fulfillment of God's prophecy about a Messiah. Somehow, somehow God made it clear to them that he was sending the world's savior. And maybe the God's promises had been shared uh, in their area, going all the way back to the time of Daniel, who, sir, you remember Daniel, a strong believer served in the courts of Babylon and and, uh, Persia, Perhaps those promises go all the way back to then. Maybe they go back further. Well, Maybe God just told them (laughs) because he did create a star and had them indicated to them somehow that they should follow that star to the Christ child. He did later tell them 
uh, in a dream, not to go back uh, to Herod. However God told them, um, these men knew. They knew that Jesus was important. And so they went to worship him. They worshiped him with, with hearts filled with joy at, at seeing the star, knowing that they, they hadn't lost the trail and that certainly they would soon be there with their Savior and King. And when they got there, they bowed down, knees on the ground, face down, to show that they considered Jesus to be greater than they were. And they brought him gifts, gifts that revealed their willingness to spare no expense, gold and incense or frankincense and myrrh, expensive stuff, useful riches. And these were no $20 in the offering plate every week when you make $50,000 of income in a year. These were much bigger than something like that. I can imagine the smiles on their faces as they, as they traveled along and the gifts there in their saddlebag and their eyes looking up at the star in the sky and then looking back to the, to the road that lay ahead of them, anxiously waiting to see when that star would stop and they would be able to see this one-born king of the Jews, the king of all people, the, the, of all nations, the Savior. These Gentiles, these non-Jews, were led to Jesus' side, and, and they saw him as the Savior too. And God the Father smiled down upon their worship of Jesus, and he spared them by warning them, don't go back to Herod as they journeyed back home. So here we see God in action, bringing people from outside his chosen people to know Jesus. It might make us think of uh, the Apostle John writing in Revelation about the vision of those uh, before God from every nation and tribe and language and people. Jesus is the Savior who was born for all nations. So Jesus was definitely important to Herod. He was extremely important to the wise men. And of course, Jesus is important to you and me. So it's uh, sad that it's not too much of a stretch to see ourselves a little bit when we look at King Herod. And it doesn't matter if we are infants, if we are kids, if we are teenagers or young adults or older adults or senior citizens, it doesn't matter. We can all be self-absorbed and self-seeking at times, wanting our way instead of our Savior's way. And we like to rule over our own lives. We don't like people or things telling us what we can do and what we can't do. We want to control things. And we do it even when we know God doesn't approve. Even when we know when those sins are damnable by God. It's hard. It's hard to fight the spirit of Herod that's in our hearts. Those religious leaders told Herod what the scripture said and they felt threatened and afraid of what that truth might cost him. But we're also threatened sometimes by what Jesus' word says to us. A pastor, a Christian friend, a reading from the Bible in church on Sunday may tell us that we're wrong before God. But we don't want to hear it. We don't want to accept it. We don't want to change whatever it is we got going on that's wrong. 
Do you think we're not like King Herod? Seeing those wise men follow the star from the east is helpful for us, though. Their efforts to to see that young Savior King, their worship of him, their generous offerings to him, their listening to God and obeying him, all of that helps us. It reminds us that Jesus came to be the Savior of the nations, and that means that he is our Savior too. He grew up to be the Savior that the Father demanded, the one, the one who fulfilled his law and then gave his sinless life in exchange for the sinful lives of the people of the world. And if he paid for the world's sins, that means he paid for your sins and my sins too. Even the Herod-like things that we do. The epiphany, the appearing of Jesus as the Savior of all people, celebrates his coming into the world to bring that forgiveness and to bring that salvation. This is important to us individually too because he is personally our Savior as well as the world's. He has given us love and he has given us life when we did not deserve it because we are by nature totally corrupt and fearful of God and he's really only important to us in that in that condition, in that we want him and any reminder of him out of our lives. But God loved you so much. He picked you out. He picked you out to trust in him, just like he picked out these wise men from a different, distant land. And so, we can see ourselves in these wise men as we respond to God's love and and God's salvation like they did, like joyfully coming to worship Jesus, gladly giving him not only our hearts, but also our generous gifts so that he can be honored for who he is. And also, so that we can share the good news that his love is for all people in this world. Jesus is so important to us that we want to share with anyone, with everyone, that he is the Savior. It doesn't matter uh, whether we've found these people after they've traveled a great distance from Wisconsin or California or Mexico or China or what color their skin is or what language they speak or what their unique customs are. Jesus is the Savior of the nations. God proved it. He proved it by bringing these wise men from the east to see and worship Jesus. He proved it by by bringing you to see Jesus as your Savior. May God give us the love and the courage and the determination and the resources to spread the good news of Jesus who has appeared as the Savior of the nations. Amen.